As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. Thank you for being here. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and this is going to be another one of those experimental podcast. What I'm going to do this week is provide a commentary track for an episode of Cheers. And if you have Netflix, you can follow along. You don't have to, but you can follow along. Now, a lot of movies, you know, you buy the DVDs and there's the bonus commentary track, usually from the director. And there was a time when the writers were kind of shut out of this And so they made a big deal. And as part of the negotiations during one of the contract sessions, they got it in the contract where if there is going to be a bonus track that the studio is obligated to have the writer come down and record a bonus track if the writer so desires. Okay? That's really good. Except for one thing. (laughs) They are not obligated to use it. So in other words, you know, they call the writer and they say, come on down Thursday at 2 o'clock and do this bonus track. And they have to schlep all the way across town and they get there and they spend the whole afternoon doing this bonus track. And then the studio has no intention of using it anyway. So uh, that was like a great deal in the contract. I'm sure glad we didn't go out on strike for that. But a lot of people have complained that the Cheers DVDs put out by Paramount don't have any frills. There's no real bonus tracks. And um, one of my blog readers named Why Not, at least that's what he calls himself, Y period K-N-O-T-T, ha-ha, says, I have an idea about that. Why not try syncing up a DVD of an episode that you wrote or directed, and you can do a commentary track for the blog. And at home, if we sync up our DVD with a starting tone on your podcast, we can watch the DVD with a special exclusive commentary track and you would not have violated any copyrights. I think it would be a cool experiment to uh, listen in and hear how we made a Cheers, Frasier, or MASH. So what I'm going to do, instead of requiring you to go out and buy a DVD, since I figure lots and lots of you have Netflix, I am going to sync it up with a Netflix episode. And again, if you're driving, you know, or you're on the Stairmaster and you don't have time to actually sync up the picture, you're still probably going to be able to pick up 90% of what I'm talking about. And I will do it the way that they normally do these things. And I've done a couple of them with The Simpsons. And the way it works is very simple. You go into a recording studio They show you the episode, you make your comments as the episode is unfolding, and then when it's over, you go home. That's it. You know, there's no real preparation other than what you see. One of the things that always bothers me 
about uh, a lot of directors' commentary tracks is they'll just tell you what you're looking at. And uh, now uh, he gets into the Jeep, and uh, as you can see, the uh, Jeep uh, pulls away, and we wanted him to make a left turn, and there he is making a left turn. So I'm going to try to avoid some of that and yet give you enough of a picture so that it's kind of like radio. If you're not watching it, you'll still be able to follow along. Okay? Sound like fun? What the heck? It's an experiment. If it works, I'll do it more. If it doesn't, this is the only time you'll ever hear me do this. So let's get going. This is Season 1, Cheers, Episode 8. Hollywood and the Vine. Okay, here we go. Again, you don't have to watch along, but if you want, just go to Netflix Cheers, Season 1, Episode 8, is titled Truce or Consequences. What I'm going to do is count to three and begin so you can watch along with me or you can just listen. This is kind of an experiment. We will see if this works. Ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. This was one of the early episodes before we had that disclaimer at the beginning where we said Cheers is filmed in front of a live studio audience. We had to do that because we were getting all these complaints from people saying that we were just using canned laughter and we wanted to convey to America that no, these are actual laughs. So that's what we did. This is a a teaser and uh, the teasers were independent little scenes. The Charles Brothers had the idea that it would just kind of be fun to create the atmosphere, but I have to tell you, it was a pain in the ass uh, every week having to come up with this independent teaser. And now we're into the theme. The theme was done by Castle and Bryant, and of course, Gary Portnoy uh, and Judy Hart Angelo did the theme, And Gary Portnoy sings the theme. In fact, he would not let them use the theme unless he was able to sing it. And he sang on the demo. And then I remember he came in. We had a whole orchestra, the whole thing. And he recorded the opening theme. But none of us were there because we had a script in trouble. I was hoping to be able to watch this, but no, we were stuck in the room. You'll also notice that Ted and Shelley each kind of get equal billing in that they're on the same card. Ted is on the left lower side and Shelley is off to the right, but up. Okay, now the show starts and there is our producer credit and now our writing credit. So that's the best part of the show. It was directed by James Burroughs, who directed most episodes of Cheers, probably 90% of them. And in this particular episode, it's called Truths or Consequences, which is a playoff of the, uh, the old game show Truth or Consequences. And what we really wanted to do here was find an episode to humanize Diane a little bit because there was really the danger that the Diane character being kind of pretentious and condescending, uh, looking down her nose at everybody, 
was not a character that the audience would necessarily embrace. And I've always maintained that the key to the success of Cheers was the fact that Shelley Long had to walk this really dangerous tightrope with this character and somehow managed to preserve all of those annoying qualities and yet she was still vulnerable and lovable and it would have been so easy to just hate her. In this particular episode, we thought, okay, well, one way to humanize her is to try to see if she and Carla could get along. And it also gave us a chance to really develop Carla's character as played by Rhea Perlman because prior to this, Carla pretty much just swung in on a rope, took a shot at somebody, and then left. And so we wanted a way to sort of humanize her a little bit. And also we thought, well, you know, it's going to be kind of tiring just the idea of Carla taking shots at Diane and Diane coming back with shots against her. So we thought, okay, what about if we find a way for them to bond And so that was the point of this episode. It starts off where they're in one of their usual fights, and Sam says, you guys got to work this out, and if you don't, we're going to make some personnel changes because we felt we needed some real legitimate reason to get Carla to do it. I mean, Diane would be happy to do it, but not Carla. And then when Diane says she wants to do it in the bar, then Sam is suddenly uh, very reluctant because he's just afraid of what is going to happen. So Sam leaves, and now we turn the lights out in the bar, and it really looks beautiful. The director of photography that first season was a man named John Fingers, and he did a great job. The bar... I think the first year looked better than it ever did. There was sort of a richness and a depth to the first year that it didn't have in future seasons. Okay, so now Carla and Diane are going to get together and have a drink. And here you see that Carla is pouring just uh, everything that she can find into a blender because we wanted to get uh, Diane drunk. We wanted to get Diane to loosen up a little bit. And so we created this drink called Jump Into an Open Grave. And uh, it's it's actually uh, <laughs> like orange juice, and it's actually a pretty nice smoothie. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we did that drink, and... The nice little zets with a little second uh, hit of the blender that uh, Rhea did. And one thing you'll notice about these episodes in the early days of Cheers is that we really didn't feel the need to have a joke every second. You know, you see shows now and... Boy, they are just joke fest, just line after line after line after line. And we felt, you know, better to create a mood, better to really establish some relationships, and along the way, have jokes that hopefully are really good jokes and really score. 
So now the two women sit down to have their talk. And we felt that Diane would certainly embrace the idea of trying to connect with Carla, but that Carla would have no real incentive to be friends with Diane. So we thought, well, it might be kind of fun to have Carla tell a lie. In a sense, she's confiding in Diane, but she's going to tell a lie. And the reason for telling a lie, well, there's actually two reasons. Number one, it involved Sam, and Carla knew that Diane, even though she never expressed it, but she knew that Diane had some feelings for Sam, and she didn't like that idea at all, so she wanted to break them up. So this was a lie that would help break them up. And uh, the other thing was basically just to test Diane, to tell her a huge whopping lie and see if Diane could, in fact, keep a secret, which she suspected that she couldn't. One of the things about Shelley Long, and again, I am such a fan of her work, but Shelley Long did such a great job in this scene of slowly getting drunk and, and playing it real. She was funny, and she was drunk, but she also didn't do like, I'm really drunk. You know, she just played it subtle. And to me, that made it funnier. And in this uh, particular moment, she goes back to the bar to grab even more of the uh, of the stuff. And, you know, we took a, a number of takes. And so it's it's kind of difficult because when you go from take to take, you see they both have uh, contents of the drink and there's also the blender. And from time to time, the levels may kind of go up or down depending upon you know, which take we use. And there's always the issue of, well, okay, this doesn't really match. But you go, well, what's more important, the performance or the actual matching? Because if you're looking at this scene and you're spending a lot of time looking at the levels of content in the blenders and the glasses, then you're not really with the show. So in terms of matching, we really didn't care that much. Okay, so Carla has sucked her in and Carla is now telling the story and the story that she makes up is that she slept with Sam one night and that one of her kids, remember Carla has many kids, but one of her kids is actually Sam's son. And again, we just took our time and we let her get the story out. There weren't jokes every 15 seconds. We just let the reality play out in the show. There were great reactions, Diane's reaction to Gino. And again, Carla just playing it real. Diane drinking right out of the blender, which was very fun. And it also helped get her that much more drunk. Okay. 
I know I should be talking every second, too, <laughs> since a lot of you are not actually watching this. But at this point, Diane is holding the blender. She's standing in front of the bar. And again, she's just guzzling it right from the blender and getting really drunk. And the fact that Sam slept with Carla and had a kid, you know, Diane is... Is pretty wrecked by that. And we wanted a way to show Diane kind of crossing over into sort of being really drunk, but not incoherently drunk. And the way we decided to do that was with a hug which is not something that Diane would ordinarily do with Carla. And then to have her sing. So <laughs> Diane starts singing People from Funny Girl. And yes, it cost us a lot of money. We had to go out and get that particular song. And why we used People was because... Earlier, Diane says she's a people person. Now, she slumps over and she is out cold drunk. And again, Shelly is like Gumby there. You know, she is, is just like a wet noodle. Very funny. Sam comes back because he was afraid that something was going to happen. There's some great lines when he thinks that Carla killed her. And this is also one of my favorite lines when he looks into her eyes and just realizes she got an open grave. And again, Shelly is just so funny here and that she's just so limp. And so now we want to set this up for the audience as to exactly what Carla's point was. And at this point, Carla reveals that she told Diane a big lie and that she did it for grins and giggles. Again, very funny. Sam picks Shelly up and she is just a sack of potatoes and he walks her to the door and we bring out the point that she's supposed to keep a secret, but Carla thinks she'll tell him tomorrow. And then they leave and... If you are watching, <laughs> Ted comes, comes so very close to whacking Shelly's head on the side of the door. Just missed it. Okay, so that's act break. Now we go to act two. And uh, Norm comes in with a Norm entrance. Again, this was one of the first shows that we did. And the audience did not understand that the Norm entrance was a regular feature. And so they really didn't work very well. And I remember after this one, George came to me and said, this just isn't funny. I had to explain. No, the people in the audience have never seen the show on the air. They just saw parts of the pilot. When this airs and when people figure out what's going on, 
they are going to laugh. And then by the end of the run, by season 9, 10, 11, we didn't even have to work for the jokes. He'd come in, everybody. Afternoon, Norm, blah, blah, blah. What's up, Norm? Uh, my asshole. I, and it would just get a huge laugh. It was like whatever he said got a huge laugh. So now Shelly comes in, and Shelly is now playing hungover. And again, she's not playing just the, oh, my God, my head, my head, oh, I can't. You know, she's very subtle. She did that little thing where she struggled to get her coat onto the coat rack uh, so that you see that, yes, she's kind of got a throbbing headache, but no, she's not so hungover that it seems like a sketch. And now... We wanted to do a little scene where, again, she can't reveal the secret, but she wants to so badly. So there's a funny scene with her and Sam, and she's asking about Gino, kind of hoping that Sam will pick up on the hint and reveal it. And, of course, Sam doesn't, and everything that Sam says seems kind of odd to her. And... uh so much for that. Okay. She orders, by the way, bourbon and ginger, which is my drink of choice. Early on in the show, too, if we were doing an afternoon scene, there weren't 200 extras. Now we, uh, we get Norm out of there. He's got a, a joke about uh, his 10th anniversary so we got him. The truth of the matter is there was no reason for him to even be in that scene. So now we want to move the story forward. And we have Sam mad at Carla for how she was treating some of the customers. And remember, Diane is now her friend. Diane is now her champion. And so Diane is defending Carla, which is something that you never see. And we needed that to lead to this beat between Diane and the coach. Here's what we needed to do. We needed to get out the information that it was a lie. Okay, now Carla's not going to tell him, and Sam was not going to say anything. So she reveals it accidentally to the coach. And what was fun about this is the coach was able to get out real information but because he is so confused we got an awful lot of laughs out of the coach then suddenly thinking that Gino was Sam's kid so not only did we get out the information but we also got a lot of laughs out of it and again Diane figures it out and it's just, there's just something so great about just Shelley's facial reactions where she figures it out, but she doesn't reveal that much, okay? She doesn't go crazy. In fact, we thought it would be kind of fun for Diane to actually re be reserved and not just go crazy. And we'll deal with that in a second. But now there's like a funny bit where she says to Coach, uh, what would you do if you're really frustrated? And he says he would bang his head on the bar. And she says, well, you know what? 
that might just work. And so he says, okay. And he starts banging his head on the bar. And we had a rubber section of the bar put in just for that reason. And also we had the sound effects of the clonk, clonk, clonking when he hit his head. Our sound guy, by the way, was named Ed Norton. And if you're a fan of the Honeymooners, you know Ed Norton was the guy played by Art Carney. Okay, so now Carla comes out again, and Diane wants to confront her, but it's going to take the high road. She's quickly folding a napkin, and she's talking to Cliff. You notice that Cliff has not much to do in this episode. And so finally, the dam breaks, and <laughs> Diane reveals what she knows, and she lets Carla have it. And what we wanted here is we wanted Diane to stand up for herself, okay? And when Carla confronts her and says, hey, yeah, I may have done something bad, but so did you, because you couldn't keep that secret. And if it was true, that would be a pretty bad secret to reveal. So the two of them have their moment, and it escalates, to where Sam is called, and we almost wanted a girl fight here. We thought, no, okay, that would, that would kind of be funny to have Diane and, and Carla actually going at it. So we built right to that moment and then decided to call her. I think even in rehearsal we actually had a little bit of a, of a fight, but uh, we figured it was better this way. So Cliff drags... Diane into Sam's office. Diane drags Carla into the office. And, uh, and Cliff you know, walks away and says, okay, you can handle it. And that was uh, you know, pretty much the extent of what we did with, with Cliff in that episode. You know, it got to the point where he was always doing that know-it-all stuff. But early on, he was just a guy in the bar. Now, we go to the office and here is the problem that we were faced with. How do you end the show? Okay. Uh, you have two people who are extremely mad at each other. How do you end the show in a way that's kind of fun and kind of unexpected? And what we came up with was the idea of, well, if, if they're all disarmed, then... All of a sudden, the tension just dissipates. So what we wanted to do was create a situation where they laugh. And when Carla tells Sam the story, Sam finds it so absurd that he and Carla start laughing. And at this point, Diane does not find any of it funny. So we figured, okay, we have to find a way to include her and so what we thought we would do is show a picture of Gino. And that did it. That got Diane laughing as well. And it's very difficult for an actor to laugh on demand and be convincing. And all three were very good. And I would have to give Ted Danson an A+. And I would give... Uh, I'd give Shelley and... and uh, 
<laughs> Rhea probably A A minuses, but yeah, Sam was was just fantastic. Now this was a funny bit that I think we came up with uh, during the week, and that was just to have the coach come into the office, see everybody start laughing, and and he starts laughing too without knowing what was going on, and he doesn't even ask. He just leaves. Yeah, laughter is infectious, but you do kind of have to know why people are laughing. So finally, it settles down, and that's the device that we were able to use to get everybody back on the same page. And uh, there's one line in here that uh, was added. I have to be honest and say I, I really hate it. And that is after Diane and Carla finally make up uh, and Diane says, okay, yes, I know I can be, you know, too uh, self-absorbed and take things too seriously and that sort of thing. Now, all that was fine. But then and, uh, Carla says, you're all right. Oh, I hate that. And then it's like a convention that's done a lot in shows. Uh, I, I just always hated that line. One thing we always did in Cheers is we found a moment for Sam and Diane, even if it had nothing really to do with the story. And in this case, we did. It was, you know, a, a little fun with Diane saying, so who brought me home? who took off my clothes and uh, Sam says it was Carla. It was Carla. He was very reassuring and uh, he's not going to let her totally off the hook. When uh, Carla was uh, taking off her clothes, she wonders if he was watching and he says no, that he was in the other room trying on her lingerie. So... (laughs) Shelley gives him a look. He gives her a look back. And end of show. Was that fun? I know in a couple places I probably sound very inarticulate. But again, just got to start it and go for half an hour. Our thanks to Adam and Susie Meister, Butler to Howard Hoffman, John Wolford, Randy Thomas, and this week, why not, for the suggestion. If you have any suggestions or anything at all that uh, you want to talk to me about, you can always email me at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. That's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ken Levine. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.